0: The series called "Born for More," and we've been looking at Gideon. Pastor Julian has been going through the series of Gideon, and I came up here and I have the real privilege to preach uh, this this afternoon uh, on "Born for More" and upon insecurities. But before I get there, I just want to brag on the church. Don't you just love? I love bragging on people. I love bragging on my church. I love bragging on some of my small group leaders. They're doing phenomenal jobs. Did you know Tim started a basketball small group? He got loads of guys along. That's great. And there's loads and loads of other small group leaders who are just amazing. I want to brag on the people. Yesterday, we had an INC pastor's day. If you don't know, INC is the movement that this church is in, and they all came together yesterday, some of our lovely stewards and just some of the lovely people here—they just worked so hard. I just love bragging on people, and I just want to spend a couple of minutes bragging on our church. It is amazing, Citygate, isn't it? We are in a time of advancing. It's a time of moving, and there's a real momentum in the church. I don't know if you feel it. Do you feel it in the 11:30? That momentum. Things are changing. People are coming. It's really, really exciting time to be in city gate church we've gone to two services yay (laughs) and can i just say to you yes there may well be an empty seat next door to you but that is for the person you're going to bring next week yeah because when we were one service there ain't no room for anyone and we couldn't fit anybody in but now we've got room to grow with the two services. And actually, if you look round, with the children out, we're really full. We're really, really full. Thinking we've split. It's only the fourth week in splitting. How good. 9.30 is packed as well. There's still some seats, because we need seats, to grow. So that's great. We had 600 people at Easter. 600 people at Easter. Do you know, we had our sign-up and swap. We've got 36 small groups. Isn't that brilliant? And do you know, ah, quite a lot of them are now full. That's how much we are growing in this church. We need, and I want to get, by ne- the end of next this year, 50 small groups. We need to get to that so, so that we can accommodate everybody that is coming to this church. Do you know there's about 200 people on the dream team? If you don't know what the dream team is, it's our serving team. It's where our small group leaders are. It's where the band, the media, kids teachers, kids helpers, kids checking. It's where our uh, stewards, I might have said that, connect team is. We have 200 people serving within this church. That's something to brag on. That, yeah. Brag on yourself. These people have just risen up and said, yeah, I want to serve in my house. I want to serve in my home. There are loads and loads of children's in kid church. About over a yeah. hundred? Over a hundred, easily. And look what's going to happen over the summer. We're going to have a summer club Oh, wow, for our kids. If you've got kids, you as parents, you need to put that in your diary. You need to make your kids. It is not a child-minding system at all. Do not think, oh, great, in the summer holidays. I've got to work so I can pop them in there. No, this is the kids are going to be given the word of God. They're going to be, have fun. They're going to make friends. They're going to get relationships. And you are going to see your kids grown in the house of God. And I can tell you, when my kids, I'd be amending a lot then, because that's what I wanted for my kids, to be, to be rooted and grounded. Amazing things going on in this church. So the preach... I want to frame it now. The preach in the context of born for more. Can I just say it's not born to do more it's born for more. This is not a preach about getting more tasks done in this church but it's seeing people realize their potential, the things that God has placed inside of them, that they are born for more. This morning, I will be so happy if every single one of you can walk out this church knowing that what God has placed inside of you, you're agreeing with, and you know that you're born for more. In Nehemiah 4, verse 10, it says, And they're trying to build the wall. And Nehemiah goes down and is thinking, why is the wall around Jerusalem not being built? And it says, the strength of the laborer is failing. There is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Can I say they couldn't do any more? There was rubble in the way. They couldn't build. There was lots and lots of rubble. Can I ask you, what is the rubble in your lives? If you're born for more and you're not doing more, and we all know we're meant to be building, what is it that's stopping us from building? What is the rubble in your life? And today, I want to talk about something that could be the rubble in your life, and that's insecurity. And you can hear, and if you know enough about the story of Gideon, you know how insecure Gideon was. So, insecurity, what is it? Insecurity is an inner feeling of being threatened and inadequate in some way. I felt that, I'll be honest. I felt that threatened when I've been asked to do something and I feel really threatened. I feel caught in a corner. I don't want to do it. I don't know how people are going to take it. I'm feeling, what are they going to say? What if I fail? That's a threat, and I feel inadequate at the same time, because I'm not good enough to do this. I want to tell you, insecurity will sabotage your success in life. All of you should be wanting success. If you don't, can I just tell you, God wants you to be successful in your life, and that's the most important thing. He wants success. You could be sabotaging that God-given success in your life because you're holding on to the insecurities. Do you know, we're born for more. We're not born for less. We're born for more. Insecurity, it damages relationships and it robs you of your peace. To me, this morning, I want to deal with insecurities. I want to deal with insecurities for all of you and for myself. So I am just going to pray right now. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this word and I thank you that we are born for more. I thank you for this word on insecurity, and I pray right now, Father God, that I will be a vessel for your words, that they will be your words flowing out of me, nothing of myself, but everything of you. But I pray for every single person here, that they will have ears to hear, a heart that is open. I thank you that you are going to speak directly to each person here you will be dealing things you will be setting people free and I thank you for that in Jesus name amen. Fear and and, um, insecurity are so common that they you might think that they are a requirement for being human. If you think about it it just seems to be part of everyday life that there is fear and there's insecurity. I want you to consider some of the common sources of insecurity. It could be our physical appearance, that we don't like the way we look so we feel insecure, so we back away. The lack of control in our lives, we back away. The fear sometimes of making poor choices, maybe it's choices that maybe other members in our family have made and we're insecure that that's what we're going to do not having enough money, so we feel insecure. And fear, the biggest one, (laughs) of what people think of us. It's a big one. We are so insecure and wondering what people are thinking of us. Thankfully, God offers to help us overcome our insecurity. I want to tell you this morning, God sees what you can be, not what you are today. He can see right now to each one of you, I'm not excluding anyone, he can see you, what you can be. You might this minute be thinking of what you are right now, but God is thinking of what you can be. And I believe inside of you, you know that too. And it's the insecurities that have tripped you up, lassoed your legs, made you fall on the floor, and so you think that's all you can be. But God wants you to know, he sees you, what you can be. When the angel of the Lord found Gideon, he wasn't really a leader. I think we've read all through this with Pastor Julian. But look at what the angel said to him. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, at the clan of Abizia. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of the winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has this all happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say? The Lord brought us out of Egypt. But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with strength, you have, and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord, Gideon said, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. What I want to ask you this morning is, do you listen to God or do you listen to the voices in your head? And when I'm talking about the voices in your head, I'm talking about the ones that will tell you that you are the least, you're not good enough. Da-da, 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 What voices are you listening to? You can hear Gideon there saying, I'm the least, but God is pulling through. No, you're the hero. No, you're the deliverer. No, I'm sending you. How many times has God spoken to you about your destiny, about the things that you can be doing? And you listen to the voices in your head rather than listening to Almighty God. And I know that too. So we can see how God deals with insecurity through the story of Gideon in Judges. The time of Judges was one of the saddest points in the history of Israel. The people were terrorised by the foreign invaders and even worse, they were constantly ignoring God. Mm, I think there might be something about that. God raised up people like Gideon to deliver the people. Gideon, however was reluctant deliverer. Can I ask you this morning, how reluctant are you to do your God-given gift? How reluctant are you to step out and do those things that God has told you, the prophecies over your life, the things that maybe you just had a dream? You know, those dreams that you've got and you think, I just want to do that, but... Judges 6 verse 15, so he said to him, and this is Gideon speaking, oh my Lord how can I save Israel, indeed my family is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. Do you know how many times have I said those similar words? Why me Lord, I am the least, they're better, they can do it, look at me, I can't do that. And um, we had I've already said, the INC uh, pastors' co- uh, conference yesterday. And uh, Pastor Junior said to me, oh, he said, right, well, we're going to do about systems and processes. I'd like you to do two trainings with these uh, pastors um, on this, about 40 minutes each, questions and answers afterwards and everything. I thought, okay, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. Until I'm talking to my friend. And I said, oh, my goodness, at the INC uh, pastor, there's going to be pastor david harland you don't know he's the pastor of brighton church and when i was sort of coming into inc i would just look at him and his wife on the platform they are there's Pastor Rob Smiley that some of you have been to Academy might know. My goodness, he just moves in the Holy Spirit. You're the prophetic. I mean, oh, I've got to tell him. I'm training him. What do I do? Yeah, yeah, you're there with me, aren't you? Oh my goodness, these are some of my heroes. And I've got to train them. So I'm telling my friend this, by the way. And I said, So, oh, yes, that's it. And my friend. So very cleverly went, she says, oh, are you preaching on Sunday? I said, yes, I am preaching on Sunday. But you know, I've got this INC, David Harlan, Rob Smiley. She says, what are you preaching? I mean, oh, insecurities. It gets us. I can't give you the card that goes, no insecurities here. They come, they try and get us. It's what we do when they come is the important thing do they trip us up do they stop us or do we actually move forward and say "Mm -mm, no more so we're no different let's be honest we're no different from Gideon we speak out yeah I'm born for more and if I got all of you to do it at the beginning yeah you'd all be like pumping the air I'm born for more I'm born for more I'm born for more but the voice of insecurity in our head is saying other things. I'm the least. I'm weak. I'm dumb. I'm a failure. I'm ugly. I'm hopeless. I'm addicted. I'm shameful. And we default back to those lies that are in our head. Now, I want to do a curveball here, because I know there's lots of different characters here. And some of you are probably sitting there thinking, oh, Great preaching, Pastor Sally. Thank you. But actually, do you know what? I've got no insecurities in my life.
1: Now, if anybody knows
0: me, I dig. And I dig and I poke and I just ask some awkward questions. So here comes your awkward question. For those who think, "Uh uh-uh, this is not for me. I have no insecurities. Can I ask you to think about this question? Does your behavior support that belief? Because I have to tell you, it's very easy to think that you're not insecure. And it comes away in different things. Like, uh, I'm not insecure. Uh, you want me to lead a small group? Uh, I think this person would be better. Because uh, I'm not insecure at all. But they would be so much better. Um, I can do this. But I don't think it's time to set a business up. I don't think it's really time to move my job it's not the right season. I'm praying about it, which isn't a bad thing. But, you know, sometimes four years later, I think God's answered you by now, you know? And we can actually get caught up and not realise that there's that insecurity has crept in. So I ask you that question. Does your behaviour support the belief that there is no insecurity in your life and I'll leave it that it didn't matter that Gideon was a nobody God was going to use him in a great way and he's going to use each one of you in a great way it doesn't matter what you're thinking about as you sit here this morning God wants to use you all in a great way because you're born for more. This is what God does for us. He sees the person we can become with his help. You may feel like nobody. You may think you're only defined by your past. You may only think about the things you can't do. But if you're in Christ, God sees you as forgiven, and he's adopted into his family, and you are a new person. I have six points. Oh, I've just realized I had some quotes, and I forgot to give the media guys my fault. I have some little quotes going on at the back. Just because sometimes a quote can just get... I'm going to get you every way that I can. Sometimes the quote's confidence is silence. Your mind will always believe everything you tell. Feed it faith. Feed it truth. Feed it with love. There's just some little nuggets that you might just want to read, but also listen to me as well. <laughs> but I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Well, God's going to get you. <laughs> so six little points here. How to overcome securities. Number one we must see God's love for us. This is really, really important. We have not been handed a raw deal. Insecurity makes us compare. So we look along and go, oh, I really would like what they're doing. Oh, that means God doesn't love me. Can I just tell you, you're born for more. Isn't my born for more? We all have individual born for mores. And I often find that, you know, people's born for more starts moving forward. Somebody gets invited to sing on the platform. Somebody gets invited to become a small group leader. Somebody gets invited to talk at something. And instead, we sort of look at them. Huh? Well, I didn't think they were that good anyway. What's coming up? Insecurity. I think I could have done better. Why was I not asked? What's wrong with me? I'm the least. Uh I'm lacking. I can't do this. Oh, I'll never do that. I'm stepping out of this. Instead, I'm going to challenge you to actually cheer on other people's born for more. When you see somebody rising up, they're standing on this platform, they're singing here for the first time, that's their born for more. When somebody becomes a small group leader, that's their born for more. When somebody steps up in kids' church from a helper to a teacher, that's their born for more. When some of our youth step up and do things, that's their born for more. We have individual born for more start cheering these people on not looking at them and like hmm, I'm comparing I did a, a comparing preach at a women's conference a long time ago and um, if you don't know I've got size three and a half feet and I swapped a feet shoes with people so there are three of us and somebody had size eight somebody had size five and we all swapped shoes I can't fit somebody else's shoes. You can't fit in somebody else's shoes. I need my size three and a half shoes to become my born for more. You need your size eight shoes to be your born for more. We can't fit in other people's shoes. Why is it that we want somebody else's shoes rather than our own shoes? God loves us. He's giving the best for me. That other person's isn't the best for me. We have this race to run, and, you know, I've done it before. I'm running my race. Oh, I love my race. Oh, my race is so good. I love it, I love it. Oh, oh, what's going on in that race? Oh.
1: I'm not going on to
0: somebody else's race now. I'm in this other person's race. Ah, I have my race to run. You have your race to run. Stay in your race. Stop comparing. That comparing is the insecurity, and that's not you're born for more. Gideon says, I am the least in my father's house. This is when we compare. He is comparing. I am the least. We are the weakest tribe. He's comparing. How does he know he's the weakest tribe? How does he know? Why is he comparing? But already, I can't do anything. I am the least. I'm comparing. I my, the, the family I'm in we're the weakest. It's comparing. It's insecurity. Let's be confident with what God has given us and let's build and train our strengths. In 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 it says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Number two, we must trust God. When the angel of the Lord found Gideon, he wasn't really a leader. But look at what the angel says to him the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. I want to challenge you what God has been speaking to you. What has God been saying that you are? What is God saying that you have the skills and the destiny he has put inside you? He, I know he's spoken to all of you. you already that feeling that you know that I could do that. I could achieve that. I'm more than this. I can do it. That's what God's doing. But we don't trust him because we back away and we say, oh no, I don't think I can do it because that's what we feel. That's what we're thinking and we completely forget almighty God, creator of the world has said we can do it and we argue with him. No, I can't actually God. No, no, I'm the least, I'm weakest. And God's saying, yes, you can. You can deliver. And to this morning, I want you to really hear that voice of God resounding through to saying, you can do it. You can do it. You're born for more. You're born for more. You're born for more in every area of your life that God's touching. Trust him. He says it. He means it. If it's yes to God, why is it no to us? answer me that. And I know I've had the crazy thoughts. I thought, God's saying yes? Why am I saying no that I can't do it? God says yes, it's a given. You can do it. And you just need to get on. We must think differently. Anxiety and fear are cousins, but they're not twins. Fear sees a threat. I already explained that sometimes I felt really threatened by being asked to do something completely out of my comfort zone. Really threatened. I know people who feel really threatened being asked sometimes to drive on the motorway. Sometimes to do a a talk at work, to do something in church. They feel threatened. That is the, the emotion that comes in with them. And then they feel anxious. Can I just say, fear sees a threat. Anxiety imagines one. Do you know, I did have a little bit of fear over this INC pastors thing. I've already confessed that. And I probably got a little bit anxious. It was all imagined. Because at the end, everyone said, came up to me and said, oh, it was really good. By the way, can you email me your notes? Because I need to know that. Thank you so much. I got texts when I got home. I'm going to help some people do some sort of things. I did everything that I knew that God wanted me to do. But... I had stepped into insecurity, and I did have a little bit of fear and anxiety before. Why? Because my thinking was wrong, and I needed to think differently. And it just stops the peace of God in my life. I could have just thought, you know, I'm just going to do it. But instead, oh dear, Pastor David Harland, I feel fearful, I feel anxious it was all imagined. Nothing went on. But my story in my head had told me. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Let me tell you what you're thinking runs your life. That's why another sneaky ninja insecurity comes in. The way you think Oh, I am not going to do that. I'm so not going to do that because, I, you know, I, I just can't do that. Suddenly, you're not doing something insecurity, And it's the thought. Your thoughts run your life. You need to actually have good thoughts. You need to have good thoughts, trusting God, knowing his love, knowing you're born for more. Number four, we must speak differently. And we must speak differently about ourselves as well. Sometimes we are the worst to ourselves, aren't we? We speak so badly about ourselves. And when I say speak, we don't maybe verbalise it in our heads. I'm useless, I'm that, I'll never do that. Oh, she did better. Head spins off. Ah! We need to be kind to ourselves. We need to celebrate our wins. When we do something that we've thought, yes, that. Yes, I can do this. Start talking kindly to yourself. It says in, um, he, oh no, that's not the right one, sorry. We, we must just speak kindly and speak nicely to ourselves. We must be kindly to one another come on guys let's really encourage one another you know when somebody else is having their born for more moment let's be encouraging them let's not be squashing them down let's be encouraging them let's be the best encouragers we can and then let's just take that encouragement i don't know about you but sometimes i'm dreadful encouragement and some people here have noticed it too and they say oh that's a very nice top oh that you look really nice today I'm it's just old why don't I just say thank you oh that was a really good preach oh did you hear me stutter did you hear me I m- I messed up I did two points wrong thank you why do we default to the negative let's be kindly of ourselves <laughs> number five we must have friends we must have friends. And I can suddenly see lots of people tapping one another, sort of just acknowledge, yeah, you're my friend. You need good friends. You need good friends through those moments when insecurity comes and hits you. My good friend just reminded me that I actually was preaching on insecurity and I just got started to nosedive into insecurity, which is actually exactly what I needed. Some of you don't want that friend, but I need that friend. She's, she's just the right friend for me. And that's what I mean, have good friends. Be a good friend. Be cheering you each other on. Be that cheerleader. Say, you can do it. Yes, you can. So many times in this world, people are saying, you can't do it. Oh, you're not good enough. But in the church, with our brothers and our sisters in our home, and I'm talking about home in our church, let's be cheering one another on. Let's be saying good things about each other. Let's have those friends. Let's have those friends that you can actually... I am really a little bit scared about doing this. And they're not going to judge you. They're going to love you. They're going to pray for you. They're going to be there. They're going to be cheering you on. I've had things I've had to do. And I've just glanced out of the my eye sometimes. And I've seen a friend there that shouldn't have been there. And they've made the effort to come down and see me do something. Because I confessed to them, a bit scared. It'll be all right. We're praying for you. And they actually turned up to see me. Be that friend. Be that friend that just cheers people on. It says in Hebrews 3, verse 13, today, keep each other on your toes so sin doesn't slow down your reflexes. Can I say today, keep each other on your toes so your insecurity doesn't slow down your reflexes. And finally, very simply, we must do it. The word of God is great. It is amazing, but we need to apply it. Sometimes we just take it all in and don't do anything about it. We need to apply the Word of God. We need to start moving that we're born for more. We need to start doing something to get rid of those insecurities. So we just don't have the Word, but we're applying it. Let's go and make a difference. Let's beat the insecurities. Let's do it. This morning... I want to tell you all, I want to prophesy over you all that you are born for more. Do I want to tell you that in this service, there are small group leaders. You don't want to know this. You'll feel your feet are stuck in cement. But I'm telling you right now, you can do it. You can be that small group leader. It doesn't matter that you think, oh, but I don't know enough of the Bible. You're a small group leader. You're born for more. You need to rise up. Do you know there are people here? with businesses and you've had this idea and this dream to do this business you're born for more you need to rise up deal with the insecurities and get out there and do your business father there's some other youth here and you're feeling insecure The people are looking at you and maybe You're just feeling, I don't know what to do with my life. There's some things I'd like to do. I don't know what to do. Oh, you know, and all those insecurities that I know I had as a young girl. But you know what? You're born for more. You can get out there, bring it on, and start doing everything that God has called you to be. We are born for more, church. Not born for less. We're born for more. God has a success and has a plan for you, and it's a successful plan, and he wants the best for you. And just not in the church, in your life. You're born for more to be a successful mother. You're born for more to be a successful dad. You're born for more to be a success in your workplace. You're born for more to do anything that God has called you to be. No, I'm gonna ask you to do something very brave. And already some of you, the insecurities you're gonna think, I don't want to do that. But sometimes the first step is just doing something. I'm gonna ask you If you feel that this preach has just resonated in your heart and you think, you know what, I am born for more. I am going to rise up out of all the insecurities that are trying to wrap themselves around me and I am not going to let them stop doing what God wants me to do. I'm going to ask you to stand on your feet. And as you stand on your feet, you're saying, no more insecurities. I'm not having it anymore. I'm born for more. God has a plan for me. If God says yes, it's yes. I can go ahead. I can do. And if you'd just like to raise your hands, I'm just going to pray for all of you. Father God, I thank you for this word. I thank you, Father God, that we are born for more, that you have more for each one of us. And I prophesy over everybody here, there is more, there is success, There's prosperity. Father God, for every word that they've had, for every word that they've put in their back pocket and thought, I'm not going to think about that anymore. Father God, I pray for every word to rise up right now in Jesus' name. I pray for dreams to come alive again, for those those creative dreams, those ideas, those things that they know that they were born for more, that they will rise up. Let the embers just come into a fire and a flame. Father, I thank you that it says... In John 4 where God's love is there is no fear because God's perfect love drives out all fear I come against all fear and anxiety right now I come against all insecurities and I declare that we are a a people we are a church we are individuals who know that our God is for us and we're born for more in Jesus name amen amen